Welcome to a little podcast I call the Fandom Enthusiast Podcast. I am the Fandom Enthusiast, Marianne, and I am so glad you are joining me on my first episode. I am a middle school teacher in Kentucky, and I am a big fan of things like Star Trek, The Walking Dead, SpongeBob, Doctor Who, 80s music, paranormal shows, and many, many other things. So you'll never really know what I'm going to be talking about on this podcast. I usually like to introduce myself to others as a person who attends conventions to meet some of the people whose shows and movies that I adore. I also collect autographs and many other types of fan memorabilia like Funko Pops, some action figures, and various other things. I would like to use this podcast as a way to discuss my fandoms and my convention experiences with others and meet other people who share my interests. I'm starting out this podcast as a bi-weekly podcast, but plan on changing to a weekly podcast as soon as possible. My episodes should be posted on Sundays. One thing I would always like to use my podcast to promote is the importance of dealing with and addressing problems with mental health, depression, and anxiety. These are things that I have always struggled with and I would like to send a message out there that you are not alone if you feel or deal with things differently than others. This podcast will be broken into different segments. The first segment, titled My Little Bit of Fandom Facts, is where I will discuss some fact or occurrence that I find interesting or think others will be interested in. During this segment, I may add comments and discussions with other fans about the subject and include reactions to the facts I present. The second segment will be titled My Con Experience and will feature specific details about celebrities and stars I have met at conventions. The last segment will be titled To the Con and will include specific information about attending and volunteering at Comic Book and other types of conventions. My family and I love attending conventions and we have attended conventions all over the country. And I have made many friends through attending and volunteering at conventions that are a very important part of my life. All segments may contain comments and discussions with other fans and listeners. And as I get this journey started, I do reserve the right to make changes in my format at any time if it is needed. Please let me know what you think. I need your input and suggestions, please. bit of fandom facts today is the origins of the live long and prosper phrase and gesture that we know as the Vulcan greeting or salute. 
I want to start out by saying that I do not plan on discussing Star Trek on every episode, but I had to start the podcast by discussing one of my favorite Star Trek phrases and gestures, the Vulcan greeting. I know that some of you probably already know where this came from, the origins of it, but I really enjoyed researching this and wanted to discuss it. The Vulcan greeting or salute was first seen on the second season premiere of Star Trek, the original series, in an episode titled A Mock Time. A Mock Time was written by science fiction author Theodore Sturgeon and directed by Joseph Peevney, and it first aired on September the 15th, 1967. Among the other firsts for this episode, besides the Vulcan Salute, was this was the first episode to air, which featured Ensign Pavel Chekhov as the ship's navigator, the first episode to list DeForest Kelly as Dr. McCoy in the opening credits, and is the first time we see another Vulcan on screen and the only episode of the original series to depict scenes on the planet Vulcan. The basic plot of A Mock Time is that Spock starts acting odd and keeps trying to alter the course of the Enterprise to the planet Vulcan. He is finally forced to explain that he is experiencing Pond Far a condition male Vulcans experience periodically throughout their life, and he must return to Vulcan to mate with his prearranged mate, T-Pring, or he will die. Kirk does take Spock to Vulcan, and he and McCoy accompany Spock to the wedding ceremony on Vulcan. Through a series of unexpected events, Kirk and Spock must battle to the death, which ends with the apparent death of Captain Kirk. McCoy quickly transports himself and Kirk back to the Enterprise. Spock thinks he has killed Kirk and is no longer experiencing Pomfar, so he returns to the Enterprise where he attempts to resign his position, and that is when he finds out that Kirk is not dead. The episode ends with a wonderful expression of emotion from Spock, which is always so much fun. Leonard Nimoy, who portrayed Spock in the original series and the original movies 1-6, through six, and also made appearances as Spock on Star Trek The Next Generation and in the J.J. Abrams movies, saw a mock time as a way to establish a cultural background for the Vulcan race, since this would be the first time we would see other Vulcans on screen, and actually the first time we would see a Vulcan who had two Vulcan parents, since Spock was half Vulcan and half human because of his human mother, Amanda. In an interview for the New York Times from the Yiddish Book Center Wexler Oral History Project, Nimoy explains that with this script for a mock time, he wanted to develop some touches that could develop the story of the Vulcan sociology, history, and ritual. 
He says that he approached the director with an ideal for developing a special greeting for Vulcans. He felt that humans have rituals when we meet and greet each other, so Vulcans should also. So he suggested the raised hand with the palm forward and the thumb extended, while the fingers are parted between the middle and ring finger that we now recognize as the Vulcan greeting or salute. This gesture comes from Nimoy's own Jewish heritage and a childhood experience he had with his grandfather, father, and brother in an Orthodox Jewish synagogue. During the ceremony, he witnessed a priestly blessing that was performed by several men on stage and Nimoy's father told him not to look. The other men in the crowd all closed or covered their eyes. In the interview, Leonard described the chants he heard and he admitted, I peeped. And he saw the priests on stage with their hands extended toward the audience in the shape of the Hebrew letter Shin. He felt this was magical and was very impressed by the experience. Also in the interview, Nimoy states that most people don't know what, is, what it's really all about and that, that they are actually blessing each other. The greeting also has a lesser known response, peace and long life that is seldom seen on film. experience involves actually meeting Leonard Nimoy. Almost 20 years ago, on the weekend of September the 9th, 2000, I traveled with my daughter's father to Durham, North Carolina to a convention hosted by an entertainment company called Slanted Fedora. I had previously attended three or four Slanted Fedora Star Trek conventions a little closer to home, but I was determined to attend this one because Leonard Nimoy was one of the guests. Other guests included John Delancey and Jeremy Bullock and several other sci-fi personalities. This convention was probably the fourth or fifth convention that I had ever attended and slanted fedora conventions provided me with at least one autograph ticket per featured guest as part of the convention fee. I remember being so excited to travel to Durham, North Carolina and participate in this con. I had an original series cast photo that I had already had signed by George Takei and Walter Koenig that I planned on having Leonard sign. The first day consisted of trips to the vendor room and panels by other stars. I had an assigned seat near the front of the panel room on the aisle in the second row so I knew when Leonard did his panel I would have a great view. That night, I was able to attend a live performance of Spock vs. Q, which was part of the Alien Voices productions by Leonard Nimoy and John Delancey. 
this event was presented as a dinner theater event and it was so exciting. This was the first time I actually got to see Leonard in person, even though I wasn't really close to the stage at this point. The second day was so exciting too. Leonard would be doing a panel and I would have the opportunity to get his autograph. I donned my I Heart Spock t-shirt that I still have and hurried to my second row seat. When he came out, he instantly gave us the Vulcan greeting and then joked about how that always prompts people to take photos. He spoke for a while. Then the audience had the opportunity to ask him questions by raising our hand and he called on us. I had already planned a question to ask because I knew if I didn't, I would be too nervous to think of one on the spot. I raised my hand and he called on me pretty quickly since I was near the stage. I started out by stating that I had just recently read his biography, I Am Spock, and had enjoyed reading about all the different things he had done in his life. And I asked him of all the things he had done, what had he enjoyed the most or was the most proud of? He responded that it was the filming of the movie Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, which was the second Star Trek film that he had directed. He talked about how happy he was with the final film and how much he enjoyed working with the other cast and DeForest Kelly, who had just passed away the previous year. The panel lasted for about an hour, and after he was finished, they moved him to a table on the side of the room to sign autographs. We had lined up according to our seat location, so I was near the front of the line. We were cautioned not to take pictures or videos while in line or when we got to the table because it slows the line down. As I got near him, I was so excited and I knew I needed to say something to him. So I tried to figure out what to say and not sound totally crazy. When I got to the table, I handed the handler at the table the cast photo I had and when it was my turn, they placed it in front of him. I said to him that I really enjoyed the Spock versus Q performance last night. And he signed my photo and looked up at me and smiled and said, thank you very much. And he was glad that I attended the performance and I walked away. This was the end of the convention. And I think I floated outside to my car and found my way got everything ready to start my voyage home to Kentucky. To this day, this was one of the most enjoyable convention experiences of my life. And I've had a lot at this point. I came away with several autographs. In addition to the cast photo, I saw Leonard sign. I was able to purchase another pre-signed photo of Leonard and a CD of the Alien Voices performance of Spock vs. Q pre-signed by Leonard Nimoy and John Delancey. 
I will never forget this experience. Segment number three is titled To the Con. And attending conventions have changed since the first ones I attended about 25 years ago. But they are still great experiences. And I want to use this part of my podcast to give tips and information about attending conventions if you've never attended one and recommendations for shows that I do have experience with. I have had the opportunity to attend and volunteer at many conventions, and I plan on sharing those experiences with you and encouraging you to make your own convention experiences. The biggest convention I've ever attended was the big one, the San Diego Comic-Con in July of 2017. This was the craziest convention experience I've ever had. And I did not get to do everything I would have liked to, but I would definitely go back in the future. I have attended Dragon Con, which is held every Labor Day weekend in several hotels in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, two times. It is a very big con, and I do enjoy attending, and I do plan on going back to that one also. Over the years, I have attended Wizard World conventions in Louisville, Kentucky, Columbus, Ohio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and more local conventions in Louisville, in Lexington, Kentucky, and Cincinnati, Ohio. Convention attendance has changed since I first started attending Slanted Fedora conventions. There are several different entertainment companies like Wizard World, Walker Stalker, and Creation Entertainment, which present conventions in several larger cities across the U.S., plus other countries each year. These conventions usually offer opportunities to meet some of the bigger celebrities and can draw large crowds to these events. There are other conventions that can be big also that are produced by local communities and businesses like the Lexington Comic and Toy Con and Scarefest, which is a horror and paranormal convention. They are both located in Lexington, Kentucky. I have also attended and helped with smaller and newer cons like Pikeville Comic Con in Pikeville, Kentucky and WimCon in Wimpson, West Virginia. Many small cons do not have many or any media or celebrity guests, but feature a lot of comic vendors and artists. Most modern conventions require a ticket price to enter the convention. Events at most conventions include vendor rooms, panels, and costume cosplay contests. Conventions that do provide experiences with media guests or celebrities do not provide free autographs or pictures with the celebrity. Autographs and pictures with the celebrity must be purchased from the celebrity and the price is usually set by the celebrity and their management. This usually gives you a few minutes to talk to the celebrity and take home a priceless keepsake. Some celebrities don't mind 
if you stop by their table just to say hi if they are not busy, but many do require a purchase. Some conventions allow celebrities to sell selfies at their table with fans at an additional cost with your own camera or phone. This depends on the celebrity and sometimes they will offer a combo price for an autograph and a selfie. Another change in my convention experiences over the years is the ability at some conventions to purchase a photo op with a celebrity or a group of celebrities. At the convention at which I met Leonard Nimoy, that was not available because digital photography was in its infancy and the convention planners were not able to take a photo of you that you could instantly take home. Now, at a lot of bigger and mid-sized conventions, you can pay a fee and have a professional photographer take a photo of you with the celebrity. These opportunities are scheduled at different times during the convention and lines move very fast. You are usually not allowed to speak with the star in the photo op line, but your picture is now usually printed out as you leave the photo booth, and you will have it to take home or possibly have signed, usually at an additional cost, by the celebrity. Even though I love attending conventions and collecting autographs, you can see that it can be expensive. So you have to figure out what you can afford at a given convention and whose autograph or other picture that you want to get because you may not be able to afford everyone. It takes a little pre-planning and budgeting. February the 27th. 2020 will make five years since the passing of my favorite celebrity and the person I cherish meeting in person most, Mr. Leonard Simon Nimoy. I would like to offer this discussion of the Vulcan greeting and my experience meeting him as a tribute to the passing of this great man. I always post on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that he will never be forgotten. Another convention experience that I just happened upon occurred at the Wizard World Raleigh, North Carolina convention on March the 15th, 2015, just a few weeks after Leonard Nimoy had passed. We had traveled overnight to this convention so my daughter, Alyssa, and her dear friend, Carissa, could meet their favorite doctor, David Tennant. And I never really expected much Star Trek related, even though William Shatner was one of the guests at this convention. We were all out in the lobby part of the convention center about midday, and a fully dressed bagpipe group arrived and performed some songs. One of the last songs they performed was Amazing Grace. If you remember, at the end of Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, after Spock had died, saving the rest of the crew of the Enterprise, this song was played on the bagpipes as Spock's body was shot from the Enterprise 
onto the newly formed planet Genesis. The crowd in the convention center became quiet. Everyone held up their hands, displaying the Vulcan greeting as a final tribute to Leonard Nimoy. Many of the bagpipe players who also displayed the Vulcan greeting when they were not playing. This was a very moving and wonderful experience that I got to participate in. It was definitely not planned by anyone at this convention. You can find videos of this on YouTube by searching Leonard Nimoy Tribute, Bagpipes Playing Amazing Grace, or Salute to Leonard Nimoy, Raleigh 2015 Wizard World Comic Con. I will also include links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And I am still in the process of getting all the social media sites going, but I can be reached with comments and suggestions on my Facebook page, The Fandom Enthusiast Podcast. I will be providing email and other social media and website information very, very soon. Please share my podcast and thank you for joining me as I start this new journey. I want to end this with Leonard Nimoy's final tweet posted just four days before he passed. A life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Live long and prosper. Thank you.